Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Just the Good Stuff. This is your host, Rachel Mansfield. And in today's episode, I'm actually joined by three very special people in my life. First, we have my husband, right-hand partner and everything, and baby daddy, Jordan. He is back on the podcast. And as you guys may know, Jordan and I recently invested in Serenity Kids. And today we are bringing them onto the podcast to chat all the things about their story and for you guys to get to know the co-founders. And it is truly one of my favorite episodes yet. It felt like a double date, to be honest with you. Even after we were done recording, we're all sitting sitting there laughing, saying how this is the most social we feel like we've been in months. Joe and Serenity Carr are the husband and wife duo behind the best baby food brand ever, Serenity Kids. They are the makers of wholesome pouches that are parent and guardian's dream to give to their children. They use all pasture-raised meats and organic veggies. They pack in protein and healthy fats like avocado oil into their pouches. Their pouches have like sweet potato and organic spinach, pasture-raised chicken, wild salmon. They are truly a dream when it comes to feeding your child, something very, very few baby brands are doing, which is what originally attracted us to them in the first place. Ezra has been eating their pouches since he was just five months old, and he still eats one every single day. Plus, if you want to stock up on Serenity Kids, shameless plug here, I do have a code for 15% off your order. The code is RACHEL. This is not sponsored. Us bringing them on or even my code. I just love spreading the word about brands that we are just obsessing over. I mean, I know that you guys will too. We go through the pouches like they are absolutely nothing over here. And after hearing Serenity and Joe share more with us today, you will know why. If you guys do enjoy this episode, we'd love to hear from you. Share it over on Instagram and tag me at Rachel Mansfield and Serenity Kids. And if you have a moment while listening to the podcast to rate and review it over on iTunes, that would be oh so amazing. Now, before we dive into today's episode, let's run through my obsession for hair care. One of those topics I never thought I would talk about so much, but over the last few years, I have officially perfected what works for my hair and what just does not work for my hair. And it turns out that you guys are just as curious as I was and want to know every single detail, which I totally respect. And I am here to provide that information for you. Besides not washing it more than like one to two times per week max and the cold water rinse at the end, so key, it is all about personalized hair care, you guys which is why I love pros so much, as does Jordan and my mom now too. They are like the two pros, king and queen over there. Pros makes hair products that are just for your hair. So you take a quiz online when you go to their website and they formulate the products that it works just for you. They have over like 50 billion formula combinations, which is crazy. And for me personally, I use a hair mask on my roots and on the length of my hair I'll get in the shower. I put that on when my hair is like damp. Let that soak in for like five to eight minutes or so. Then wash it off, do a double shampoo. Then I condition the ends. And then that's when I like shave, do whatever else and kind of like let the ends condition. It may sound like a lot of steps, but I swear this has made my hair so much smoother, so much softer over the last few months. And don't forget the cold rinse at the end. Super, super key. When you order pros, you will take their online quiz, which will help their team formulate the products that are for you. And that's why you can't find them in stores. They're online only because they are over there cranking out products that are just for you and your hair. Head on over to their site, pros.com slash Rachel. That's P-R-O. 
se.com slash Rachel for your free in-depth hair quiz and you can get an additional 15% off your order. Plus, if you're not 100% positive, Pros is the best hair care you've ever had and they will even take the products back, no questions asked. So Joe and Serenity, I am so excited to be chatting with you. And today on the show, and I actually have a very special co-interviewee. I'm back. My <gasps> husband, Gordon, is here for our conversation today. After we had scheduled this, I said to Jordan, like, why don't you join this interview, this chat, since, you know, we both recently have um, invested together in you guys and like, we love what you're doing so much. And I'm like, you know, they're husband and wife. They're going to be coming on. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. We're, uh, a couple sesh. Third yeah. time on the podcast? Yeah, so. third time on the podcast. First time being an actual like interviewee, though, for someone other than myself. Well, um, welcome back. And your biggest fan, Ezra, wasn't able to join us today. So, Summer. Mm. <laughs> it's okay. We'll miss out on a lot of Din Din and Babu <laughs> and whatever Mambo Jumbo he's saying today. But I'm super excited to be bringing on the founders of Serenity Kids, which you guys know are absolutely like our ride or die when it comes to like. Well, I hate even calling it like a baby product because yes, it's technically like a baby product, but in my opinion, it's like such a sophisticated and like not classified as a baby product because of the ingredients and all the goodness you guys are doing. So I'd love to dive right on in and have you guys introduce yourselves and share a little bit about Serenity Kids. Yeah, I'm Serenity Carr, co-founder and CEO of Serenity Kids. I have a background in corporate America. And that was soul sucking and uh, my heart didn't like it. So I had to figure something else out. It took me a couple of years. And then uh, I met Joe and kind of the rest is history. I'm Joe, her husband and co-founder, Cerny Kids, daddy of little Della. Uh, always wanted kids. I had kind of a rough childhood. I'm autistic, wasn't diagnosed as a child. So had a difficult time. So it left me really passionate for changing the world for kids. And always wanted to have my own kid. And uh, food is just bit, was such a big part of, of our personal journey. So uh, when we went looking for baby foods, we, you know, didn't like what was out there and decided to create our own. And now we have a whole line of, as you really said, it's like, it's real food in a pouch. It's like real, you know, real food purees, uh, quality, you know, pasture-raised meats, organic vegetables, uh, healthy fats from olive oil, avocado oil, and the, and the meat fat. And blend it all in purees for six months and up. And what inspired you to create Serenity Kids? Because from my knowledge, you guys didn't have beautiful Della at the time. Like what we did, like we didn't pay attention to anything baby related until Ezra was here. Yeah, I didn't know. Well, yeah, I'm a little, I'm pretty nerdy. I'll just say that. So Joe and I were at a, so I had started eating kind of a paleo ish diet back in 2010 to heal some of my lifelong stomach issues. Cause I, I was got, my doctor put me on a pill to take every day for the rest of my life. And I was like, um, I'm not doing that. I don't know what I'm going to do. Cause I can't eat without like serious fire pain, but it's not that. So I had changed my diet eating just lots of veggies, less processed stuff clean meats, you know, healthy fats. And um, we were at a paleo conference here in Austin, Texas. And we started talking about having a baby someday. I mean, I think we'd been dating for maybe a year at this point. And, um, you know, but I was getting a little older, so I, it might've been soon. Right. And so we started kind of looking around. I'm like, Joe, 
let's go find the baby stuff here. Let's see, you know, what do you, how do you feed a paleo-ish kind of baby? And we found absolutely nothing. And I went up to the CEO of the conference. It was a huge conference. I went up to her and I said, Michelle, where's the baby stuff? And she said, you know, I ask myself that same question every year. And so I set off on a mission at that point to figure out like, okay, I know for my body, lots of veggies, clean meats and healthy fats really works, but maybe babies are supposed to start out with rice, cereal and apple juice. I didn't know, you know, like you, like I hadn't paid attention to what babies need. I didn't, you know, I didn't have one. So I called 20, the summer of 2016, my summer of nerddom, because I literally, I was my if it was my ear pods, I had a podcast in, I was reading all the bunch of blogs. I was reading a lot of books. I even read the USDA's guide to infant feeding, really fun, exciting book there. And because I really wanted to weigh a lot of different opinions. You know, I knew that the food guide pyramid wasn't really what worked for me. And, but I want, I did want to see like, what did the U S government have to say? And all these different factors and realized a couple months in that Actually, there already was a perfect baby food that I could use as a model, and that was mother's milk. And so I I dragged Joe to the milk bank here in Austin, Texas. It's one of the largest milk banks in the country. Just a plug for milk banks. If you've got overproduction, you can save a preemie's life with your extra milk. So look into if there's a milk bank near you or if you can actually actually ship your milk to milk banks. Okay, done with that plug. But I started learning a lot about breast milk and learning about the macronutrient profiles. And there's a lot less protein in breast milk than I thought. There's the composition from a macronutrient level is mostly carbs and fats. And so we went to the baby food aisle. We did an independent study. We hired a VA and did an independent study and found out that almost none of the foods on the baby food aisle had fat. They were almost hundred percent carbs. Literally like the one pouch would have zero grams of fat, zero grams of protein, hundred percent carbs. And then I got really angry. I got really angry that we were feeding babies subpar food. And that like, as a parent, if I hadn't had this difficult health journey, I would go, have, go to have a baby, not do any research, go to the store, look at what's on the aisle and think, Oh, These are the foods I should be feeding my baby because this is what's on the aisle. And that is totally not true. And so then we really started hardcore starting this business. I mean, that so many parents are so like us included, like they're almost like clueless. Like you just follow the the quote traditional path of introducing food to your child. Like, and whether that starts with formula or breast milk, and then you transition to like rice cereal or baby oatmeal or, you know, a lot of the pouches that have a lot of sugar in them, which, you know, I love desserts and fruits and there's a time and a place for all that. But like, I remember when even I breastfed Ezra for a year and we introduced food to him at five months because he wasn't full. Like he wasn't satisfied all the time. And the serenity pouches were actually one of the first things that he ever ate. It was like avocado, sweet potato. Then we had the pouches. And I remember the thing, it said like six months and over. I'm like, whatever, I'm giving it to him now. Like, I can't be bothered with this. Like I'm, I'm, I'm watching him. And it was such a difference of like, just like the satisfaction of like giving him nutrients. And when you're a parent's giving their child food, you want to give them like fat and protein. That's what I look for when I'm eating something. Like if I'm just going to eat, you know, apples and bananas and blueberries all day, I'm going to be freaking starving and I'm going to be cranky and it's not going to fuel my body in a way that like makes it feel good. Yeah. It's also like, if you think about you and you just have a lot of sugar, you kind of have that big spike and then you crash. Now you're going to give that to a, 
a baby who can't even speak. And of course they're going to be cranky. So there's this real misperception about meat and babies. There's a lot of uh, people think one of the most common questions we get is when can I feed meat to my baby? I'm like, as soon as they're eating food, like it's actually the easiest thing to digest for a baby is animal products because breast milk, you know, uh, flash news is an animal product. And like they're, they have everything, right. They, they need, we like to say a free range animal product. And, uh, you know, so they have all the, the enzymes they need to digest the, the proteins and the fats from animals, which are meat is the most nutrient dense food on the planet. It's got the most, you know, easily digestible, uh, protein, fat, vitamins, minerals, all that stuff is super bioavailable, especially for a baby that, you know, so a lot of people start with, you know, fruits and veggies, which fruits and veggies is, is sort of a misnomer to combine them because they're not quite the same food. Vegetables have way more nutrition than fruits, but a lot of people think fruits and veggies are the thing to go. And so these fruit purees that have some vegetables in them are kind of the leading baby foods, uh, you know, with no meat and no fat when breast milk is, yeah, mostly fat is an animal product. Babies need 30 grams of fat a day. And before us, there was, you know, less than 1% of baby foods had any fat at all. Like it was just no fat whatsoever. So it was like babies were getting, and that you, your brain's made of fat and the, you know, their brains are multiplying, your brain development is massive in those first couple of years and they need a ton of fat and there was just nothing. Yeah. Fun fact, a baby's spine doubles in the first year of life. The size of their spine is multiplied by two. And so all of your neurology is built on fat and fatty acids and all those neurotransmitters and stuff like that. And fat is really, really important to get in that first year, especially. Especially the saturated fats from animals, you know, like breast milk and then also meats and, and you know, other animal products. Oh, that's so interesting. That's good for everyone, all parents to hear. Because I think, and most people don't know, there's no that guy, I mean, it's just like when we're eating, so God, that's going to work same thing's going to work for every single person. It's going to work for every single baby. But the fact is to trying to set up your baby for like success as much as you can. I remember I was nervous and I was told this like, isn't factual, but in my head, I didn't want to give Ezra banana or fruit until he was like 10 months or older. Cause I thought he would crave too much sugar. Then I like only would give him vegetables mm-hmm. and pouches and like meats and whatever we're eating. He just eats for the most part. But I always wanted him to crave like, you know, more like nutritional, nutritionally dense products. Now, what made you create the flavors? Because it's a very like eclectic palette for a child to be eating, you know, like uncured bacon, like wild salmon in pouches. And like now you guys have the bone broth pouches. So what inspired like the original pouch flavors and how did you go about formulating those? Well, we started with the with the rubric of the macronutrient profile of breast milk. So we want we knew we wanted substantial fat and substantial carbs with some protein. And then what we did was we just started trying out recipes. So we knew we wanted to represent some of the major animals that we eat here in this country right now. You know, we knew we wanted some sort of beef, some sort of chicken, some sort of pork, some sort of turkey, right? Those kinds of meats because we know that parents tend to feed their kids a lot like how they eat. And so we knew we had kind of that starting point. And then we started making baby foods in our kitchen and running them around town and testing them on babies and making surveys. You know how hard it is to get a baby to fill out a survey? Really, really (laughs) hard. 
So it took us a while to really figure out that the that we asked two questions per flavor, really. And they were, how did your baby react when you fed them this product? My, I loved the answers like wrinkled up her nose and then spit some out, but opened her mouth when I offered it a second time. You know, like they really did give detailed answers. And then the other question was, how did you react? You know, does it smell funny? Does it look funny? Did you taste it? Did you not taste it? You know, we were really trying to figure out what made a baby like a certain kind of thing. And shocker, like little bitty babies are not that picky when it comes to, you know, that they're adventurous. They try a lot of different things. And so we knew that we could pack in a lot of nutrition because they would eat it. I mean, th- there were some flavors they didn't love. They didn't love beef and broccoli sad, right? So, you know, there's some things that we didn't make, but that first round of cooking, we came up with the chicken pea and carrot, which is our top seller today. And every baby liked it. In fact, uh, the first picture I got, I got a picture from one of the moms and it was her baby eating the little homemade squeezy pouch that we had given them. And she said, he wouldn't let him take it away even after it was empty. And I like cried because I knew we were onto something, you know, I knew that the reason that only carbs were on the aisle was not because babies didn't want to eat fat or protein or because they wouldn't eat fat or protein. It was just because it wasn't being offered in a way that really worked for them. So for us, taste is paramount. Everyone knows. I mean, okay, not everyone. If you're a parent, you know how hard it is to feed a baby. You know how hard it is to feed a toddler can be. And so we really wanted to make super nutritious foods that tasted awesome, that were also very convenient for the parents. And they're also, you you have avocado oil. Like, I love that the one has like spinach in it. So when I know like Ezra, if he's hungry before dinner, I give him a pouch because I don't want him to snack on like, or like a cucumber, like something that's just like, you know, going to give him some type of nutritional value, but like, isn't just going to like spike his blood sugar and then fill him up on like paleo puffs or like whatever, like cheese, no cheese, cheese puffs. Cause then he also just like, will keep eating them and eating them and eating them. Like we do when we watch TV, like it's like, we're like a garbage disposal. But once he eats a pouch, like he actually is satisfied from it, which like makes me so happy. Cause it's like, I know he's getting like the protein and the fat and everything. Mm-hmm. Your, your intuition about no fruit early was absolutely right. There's a lot of research done on the flavor window, which is about four months to 18 months old. And what they eat during that time informs their flavor preferences for life. So there's been a lot of research done on like the more savory and meats and veggie flavors they get during that time, the more likely they are to enjoy healthy foods. And the, the more fruits and sugars they get during that time, the more likely they are to, to be obese, to have diabetes, to, you know, lead to metabolic health issues, uh, essentially be sugar addict like Serenity was, you know, basically just a sugar addict her whole life, um, you know, because she was given that really early on because moms don't, don't know any better. <laughs> and it's a natural thing. I mean, wild people if they found something sweet, they would eat it because the calories are immediately available. And these are people on the brinks of starvation, right? They're not always, um, you know, they don't have a big pantry and refrigerator full of food. So craving sweet things and wanting sweet things is not a bad thing. It's really important to build in variety. That's the most important thing. You want some sour tastes, some bitter tastes, some salty tastes, you know, all umami tastes, like all these different kinds of flavors will really help set up a kid for healthy eating for life. 
And what we even like, I repeat this all the time to Jordan, so he's probably gonna like kill me for saying it again. But I always say you have to introduce something to Ezra or a child like 70 plus times before they actually like know if they like it or not. So at first we only gave him the salmon pouch. He rejected it, gave it to him again a couple of weeks later. He loved it. And then like same thing with anything, like you know, I used, I don't I personally hate anything with tomatoes in it. And I would give him tomatoes. He didn't like it. The other day he had tomatoes with his chicken. Like every day is just like so different. So I feel like a lot of times when someone's giving their child food, they're like, oh, they didn't like it when I gave them the first time. But if you keep introducing it and like, maybe they just weren't in the mood for it that day, but like they're in the mood for it the next day their palate's changing and growing. But it's definitely interesting to always know, like you can keep introducing it for the first few years of life before they actually don't they like or don't like. And the same thing too, like with us, we really have to catch ourselves like Della will like something and then not eat it one day. And then we have to remember, oh, just because she didn't eat it that one day doesn't mean she, she'll never like it again. You know, let's keep trying, especially if it's something that's super nutrient dense and healthy that we would love for her to keep liking. You know, um, maybe if it's, you know, our gluten free pretzels and she doesn't want them one day, maybe we won't offer them the next day unless she asks for them, you know, but um, we just want to kind of slowly encourage those kinds of healthy habits. No, totally. Yesterday, Ezra's nanny packed him an orange to go to the playground, like a blood orange. And she came back. She was just like, he didn't want the orange today. He usually loves having a clementine or something. So right now, I'm like trying to give him as much vitamin C as I can. But yeah, she just wasn't in the mood. And I'm like, it's okay. We'll try again tomorrow. And it's fine. I ate the, I ate the blood orange. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Ezra and Jordan, my two garbage disposals <laughs> in, this, in this house. So you perfected the first couple of flavors you guys plan to launch with. Which were the OG flavors? So definitely the chicken one you mentioned. What and the beef. The chicken, the, so it was free range chicken with organic pea and carrot. And then grass fed beef with organic sweet potato and kale were the first two signature. And then the uncured bacon with butternut squash and kale came right after that one. Um, and those were like the original three. And then from there, we built out the, the wildcat salmon with, with beet and butternut squash. And then the four veggie flavors that are the veggie fat combinations that really were just a way to have more pouches faster. It's really hard to make a meat pouch all the store retailers said you can't come on our aisle with three pouches. Like it's this huge, massive aisle. You need more. So we were like, well, we'd always plan to make some kind of veggie fat combos just for people who maybe weren't ready for meat or also be a lower price if you need more of them. So we went ahead and produced to produce those in the original, just really just to have more pouches total, but they actually serve a really awesome functional purpose. They, like you were saying, they make a great snack, uh, side dish. If Della's only eating meat and won't eat vegetables, she can have a veggie pouch. You know, it's sort of like where you might've used a fruit puree as like an in-between meal kind of thing. You can use the veggie puree and it's like, it gives them that really nice dose of fat. Plus the veggie, the, the flavors of vegetables are richer. So introducing those flavors and they work out really good. As also be like, like you could dip things in them too, like simple meals or like the Hugh kitchen crackers or like, you know, what you can carrot sticks, like anything. And it almost works as like dipping like a hummus, like some type of a dip. Or even mixed in with a spaghetti sauce on pasta, things yeah. like that. Uh, or even some people just put it on pasta and call it mac and cheese because it's orange. <laughs> you know, it kind of can work. I should use that as a, a sauce. Yeah, because a lot of times like yeah. we'll just make a sauce and then freeze it and then you know, add it to some pasta or something for Ezra, but we should mix in the, uh, the I mix it in with pancakes. So I take the birch benders, paleo pancake mix and mix in like chicken. a chicken <laughs> pouch does. 
we call the chicken and waffles. You know, it's like a chicken pancake. She loves those, you know, obviously any soup, you can mix them into soups. It's hard for baby to eat soup, but you know, anything, anything saucy, anything thick, you can mix it into. Funny, I think Rachel's goal in life is to like sneak in every possible piece of like vegetable into Ezra's meals. She's like, watch, I'm making this quesadilla. I'm going to sneak in some kale. It's great. Right. I love it. I had, hor- like, I had horrible eating habits growing up, like chicken fingers, pizza bagels, like chicken finger melted, like, you know, grilled cheese with chicken finger in the middle of it. Like you name it. I ate it, pop tarts. And I'm just trying to like set Ezra up for like as much success as I can within our own home. Like, you know, when he goes to like birthday parties in the park, which I feel like are every day lately, but like he has the pizza and like does whatever he wants to do there. But like when we're home, like I'm controlling what you're eating and it's going to be as nutrient dense and hopefully like good for you as possible. So when it came to launching the products, did you launch like e-commerce only? Were you in retailers? Like what was kind of like the kickoff process of getting Serenity Kids into the world? We first launched on our website. We actually had a bunch of pre-orders by the time we launched. We took pre-orders for a year and a half. We we were like two months from launch for a really long time. Like we kept having failed production runs because it's just really hard. By the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had all these babies that had grown out of it by the time they got their pre-order. But you know, we had built a a, a lot of of attention and community. We talked to a lot of retailers, but because the launch just kept you know, being insecure. We couldn't really promise a retail or a rollout. So we didn't really have any placement at the time of launch. So we launched online, and but it really didn't take long. Like Within a few months, we were getting um, approached by retailers and we had hired some brokers and stuff to approach retailers. And uh, Whole Foods decided to take us national right out the gate. So you know, we launched in August. It was actually the same day Della was born was when the products went for sale online. It was a complete synchronicity. It was crazy. I was in labor. It was, you know, the middle of the night and I look over and Joe's over there on his phone. And I'm like, what is he doing on his phone? And then I was like, oh, the products launched this morning. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like, this is crazy. Okay. You do that that launch. I'll do this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The baby was two weeks early. Products were a year and a half late. So it just was like totally synchronized to the same Magic. day, which was just, you know, fate, but also stressful. August 5th, 2018, easy day to remember. And then Whole Foods called us in November and was like, we, we, have, uh, we have five spots in February we need to fill. Can, you, can we take you national? And we we're like, sure, let's do it. So Joe said, yes. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, I don't think we can produce that many pouches. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. It was, you know, we had, we had anticipated fast growth. So we had kind of put the the plate, the, you know, we had to raise money. Mostly we just needed capital because we had the factory and we had the materials. We we knew that that could happen. So we were ready for it. We just went back to investors and said, Whole Foods will just take us national. And they're like, sure, here's more money. So like we, we raised the money, we produced a bunch, we, with the, the veggies and salmon weren't even out yet. So we told Whole Foods, yes, with them not even produced yet. And, uh, and we made it, we made the launch in February of 2018, 2019, 2019, the skin of our teeth, skin of our teeth made that launch and went from, you know, two. we were in a baby store in Austin. We were in like an Austin baby. baby store. That was like our retail distribution. My at friend the time. Whitney, shout out to Whitney. <laughs> Enlightened Baby was our first retail door. And we went from that door to like 450 Whole Foods nationwide overnight. And then that really propelled us into more and more retail. And now we're in about almost 4,000 stores 
pretty much every major natural retailer, a lot of conventional retailers and growing fast. It's amazing. When it comes to like, we were walking down the baby aisle in Whole Foods the other other week, one day, and you're just saying like nothing compares to what they're selling. Like there's nothing on the market that's like, no one's doing what you're doing. So when it comes to like a parent who like goes in there and has you know, that gut instinct surrounding that you have and you're like, you know, I eat this way. How am I going to feed my child? And you're looking for something like it's like a no brainer when you already like have that like mindset. And then I'm sure it just takes a little bit of like education and people, you know, talking about them obnoxiously, like, like we do a lot <laughs> and <laughs> trying to, you know, introduce, like it, introduce this. Everybody. Even Jordan's brother called him the other week because they wanted to start feeding their son. He's like four and a half months. Yeah start giving him food and he like went to Whole Foods like got rice cereal and I was like I'm like almost like obnoxiously blind I'm like no 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 go back and return it uh what's your address I'm gonna send you some pouches <laughs> like let's get these like it's love avocado. it like no 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 I was like if he doesn't like all that stuff after a while like we can resort back but like let's start with this and you know it just takes like people just don't know what they're doing it's like anything else in parenting well, I mean you're also getting the recommendations from doctors still to, to do this kind of old method that's that's almost been proven not that effective so you know there's definitely a lot more education needed mm-hmm. that's why we do podcasts <laughs> that's right we right? work with people like you it's who exactly why bring that we're democratizing media and information because yeah the american pediatrics society still recommends fortified rice cereal as a first food even though half the pediatricians in the country disagree with that will overtly say no babies shouldn't have there's clear scientific studies that rice is not digestible for you know um you know before a year old that the fortified iron that is in there it causes constipation and like you know is you don't actually get that iron like if babies need iron they should be eating beef and and greens like iron. you know heme iron from animal products and then the uh you know the vegetable you know green vegetables are the best source of of iron besides besides meats and so a lot of pediatricians are saying that now are like say you know saying like hey this isn't right don't do the rice cereal thing you know but the but the institutions are just slow to adopt that so it takes people like you to to spread the word I know, I know, I hate interrupting the combo smack in the middle, but you guys, we have to take a moment to talk about the best activity in the entire world, which is sleep. Now, you guys know I've always been one of those people who just like crave and need a solid night of rest. The people who say they need like five to six hours of sleep, unless you're going through like the newborn phase or you're pregnant and can't get comfy, like that is a totally different story. But like five to six hours of sleep just like is not my thing on a daily basis. I need eight, nine hours without children. Maybe it was like eight to 10 hours. You get the point. I love to sleep. And for Jordan and I, our bed is our sanctuary, which is why I'm super excited to tell you all about the mattress company that we are obsessing over called Birch. And after looking into Birch and trying it out ourselves, we now know why this is such a recommended mattress company. They make organic, non-toxic mattresses made in America. They're delivered right to your home for free, no contact delivery, and you even get a 100-night sleep trial, which is freaking awesome. The Birch mattress is so comfortable. It's soft, but it's supportive, which is just what I crave. The delivery is super quick and easy, and now I just literally crave laying in bed all day, every single day, which is you know, definitely a good thing that you crave your bed, but also I'm like, oh my gosh, Rachel, you got to get out of your bed. 
Plus, our bed is big enough to fit Ezra and Jordan and I and hopefully Ezra's brother when he wants to hang. It took us forever to get Ezra to actually hang in bed with us, so hopefully that will happen sooner with this baby rather than later. And we also plan on getting Ezra the twin-size mattress from Birch for when we transition him to an actual bed soon. The best part is Birch is giving flipping $200 off all mattresses and two free organic EcoRest pillows just for just the good stuff listeners. So head on over to birchliving.com slash Rachel for $200 off all of their mattresses and two free organic pillows. I'm linking to everything in the show notes. So definitely head on over there and check these guys out. Now let's hop back into today's episode. What has been like one of your biggest struggles in like, I guess, like launching slash growing Serenity Kids over the last couple of years? Mm -hmm. The production initially was really hard. We were trying to make, you know, high fat meat purees on equipment designed for fruit. So that was like a really big challenge. Took us a long time to figure out all the ins and outs of, of production. And I want to tell you the details because it's interesting. <laughs> I'm a factory nerd. Also, you know, Mr. Rogers, when I was a kid, I loved those through the picture into the factory <laughs> videos. I love those. The crayons was my favorite. So what happens is when you're filling a spouted pouch, right? It's the empty pouch and it goes in and then the puree gets in, gets input through the little hole. And then, you know, some stuff gets kind of stuck to the outside. It's not a perfect process. And there's this water wash. There's these little sprayers that rinse off the what's called the straw or the spout on the pouch, the part your mouth touches. And their water wash wasn't high pressure enough and it wasn't aimed exactly perfect on that little spout. And for fruit purees, a little like little dust off with some water will just rinse that right off. But with a fatty puree like ours, it takes a little bit more like really hardcore spray to actually get that rinsing. So our factory actually made us some custom little sprayer arms to spray on those fruit pouches or spray on the pouches. But it took us a while to really figure out that's what was happening. You still produce in the same factory that you started in? We do. Well, we started in a smaller one that couldn't do it. They gave up. And then we had to move to a a bigger factory. And then that, but yes, that the bigger factory is the same one. And, um, you know, they make all the other low acid pouches like ours. So they're kind of the leader. So it's a really, really complicated process. But I've realized that when it comes to like, you know, convenience foods, there's a reason because all that chopping, all of the cooking, you know, all of that stuff. And then what makes it shelf stable is the retort, the pressure cooking process. So it's really complicated. There's only a couple of factories in the country that can make our products. It's like a big canner, you know, it's pressure cans, the pouches. So most fruit pouches are, are made shelf stable by pasteurization. Like they're boiled for a long time. And that of course destroys nutrients and um, is cheaper and easier to do, but you have to have a, an acidic product. So that's one of the reasons there's so much fruit on the aisle is because it's cheaper to make it shelf stable if you add fruit versus our low acid products that require this pressurization retort process, which allows us to be low acid, no fruit, no citric acid, no lemon juice, any of that stuff. And also is more nutritious because there's no boiling. It's not cooked off. Pressure cooking has been demonstrated to preserve more nutrition than any other form of cooking, you know, in, in terms of just how you, in terms of vitamin de- degradation from heat. And so, you know, we haven't done a lot of side-by-side testing to, to argue the, the vitamin superiority, but obviously the, the fat, the protein, the fiber, the carbohydrates, 
uh, the minerals, all that's 100% intact in our pouches and they're shelf stable really forever. You know, the, the taste degrades over time. So they have an 18 month shelf life because of the taste, but bacteria, it's impossible for them to grow. So they're super safe. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, I've taste tested all of them and they're, they're honestly great. <laughs> Thank you. Another big challenge has been the price point. You know, we, uh, one of the reasons we think meat and fat wasn't added to the aisle was because they thought they couldn't charge enough to justify it. You know, your average fruit pouch is $1.50, $1.79, maybe for an organic fruit pouch, maybe $1.99 was kind of the most expensive we found. And we came out at $3.99 a pouch, you know, with high quality meat, high quality vegetables, this, you know, more complicated and expensive processing method. There was literally double the price. And the, a lot of retailers were afraid of that. We're like, can we really sell this for double? You know, like, will people pay it? Like, I don't know. That's a lot. And we'd, we'd had a lot of other companies. Well, look at Siete. They're selling a dollar a tortilla. Primal Kitchen came out with $10 mayonnaise, you know, and it's like, and they became the number one in, the, in their set. So we, we convinced that of Whole Foods. He's like, I'll, I'll try it. You know, you know, Whole Foods is traditionally not too afraid of higher price points. So like they, he's like, let's try and see what happened. And now we're the, because of that price point um, and those superior ingredients, we're the fastest selling. We're the, you know, the most, we make, you know, more money per item, you know, per store than any other brand um, on the baby food aisle now. And so it's been actually a really great win for our retail partners because they can, you know, make even more, um, you know, profit from those, but also it allows for us to use really, really premium ingredients and uh, you know, be able to charge what we have to, to 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 supply that, and parents like you are basically willing to to pay it because it's unlike us. Like we would have paid anything. I mean, you only really need purees for about a year, so you know, even if you eat one a day for a year, that's still not very much money at three ninety nine a pouch compared to the you know when you look at the the benefits of being able to have that meal replacement or those you know nutritious snacks. When you're also, if you think about it, like if you're comparing a fruit pouch to a pouch that has like free range chicken or grass fed beef in it with avocado oil or vegetables or whatever, the value is just not the same of like what you're getting, even just from like a product sourcing standpoint. Like it's just too totally, it's like literally comparing apples to like a chicken wing. Like it's just not, <laughs> it's just not the same comparison. No. I mean, also like Ezra is satisfied from a pouch. Like we've never given him a fruit pouch, but I'm sure he'd be asking for food. One. 20 minutes later. So you probably right. want to hang less for one pouch, but you probably then have to give them something else. So precisely. And you don't have to feel guilty. I think that's like what my parents tell us the most is you can't put a price on that parent guilt. And there's just so many, there's so much guilt in parenting because just there's no way to be perfect parent. So it's like anything I don't have to feel guilty about, you know, is better. And and we stress out about food a lot with kids. Like, are they eating enough? Are they eating the right things? And we're, they don't get to choose their food. I mean, they're a hundred percent dependent on us. Like we, what we feed them is what they eat. And like, you know, that's totally up to us. So making it, we really wanted to make it easy for parents to feel really good about the packaged food they're giving kids. Cause in this day and age, there's just no avoiding packaged food. There's no making you know, it's very, very hard to make all your own baby food, all your own food, cook every meal, like even the most dedicated parents, it's really hard. So, you know, whether you use a pouch once a week or every day, you know, we want you to be able to feel good about it. No, I mean, I cook for a living and like, I didn't make my own baby food. I also, I didn't make, <laughs> like, I just gave Ezra since the beginning, like whatever we were serving for right. dinner, like that's just yeah. what he had. And if you didn't like it, 
whatever. Like I'll give him a pouch, but like it really weren't that many other options. Now he's in that phase where he knows he sees me eating dessert every night. So he like knows that like something comes after dinner. <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like if that's your, your sweet thing of the day, like sometimes it's like, you know, some cute kitchen chocolate. Sometimes it's like some of like simple most cookies, cookies I've made, like whatever it may be. Lately, he loves these like frozen, like sorbet things from the freezer. And like, you know, they sneak spinach in it and cashews and dates. And like, he thinks he's eating ice cream. So I'm like, this is fabulous. If you think you're eating ice cream and it has spinach and dates in it, be my guest. Yeah. I always believe like food should be enjoyable too. So like the fear that I think people in today's day and age have around food is definitely something that we've like tried to keep away from Ezra. So, you know, that's why like, yeah, cookies are awesome. So like, you know, you should be able to enjoy that. But like at the same time, we know that he's getting a good, healthy, balanced diet mm-hmm. for that. Cookie. The other day he like pulled out the like ice cream he wanted. He didn't really eat his dinner that much. I'm like, if you have a pouch, like then you can have your, like, it was like, you need to have like something else substantial. He's like, okay. And like, he like, <laughs> you know, now at this point, I'm describing my two-year-old. <laughs> So let's, I want to transition a bit into like the product innovation standpoint. So since launching the like OG lineup, you recently introduced the bone broth pouches, which I'm a bone broth addict. I drink it every single day, like religiously. Great. He's like, yeah, I know. It's my my favorite. Have you guys ever had spring bone? The bone broth? uh Uh-uh. They're based in Manhattan. Like they do ship nationwide. I just connect you guys because like he's just a great. Actually, his the co-founder lives in Austin. Oh, Um, perfect. Yeah, and it's truly just like the best bone broth in my opinion. Like it has like it's cracking on the top. Like it's like really, really, really good. Mm. And when I heard that you guys were doing the bone broth pouches, I'm like, this is amazing. So tell us kind of a little bit what inspired those and how they've been doing in the market. Yeah. So one of the things that I mean for me. I'm kind of the head of innovation and that's my like dream job. Can I tell you how many products I think about making all the time? Like it's so fun. And really what I'm trying to do is pack more nutrition into each single bite. And when we make our purees, obviously there's water that's needed to make it, you know, slushy and a squeezable type thing. And I thought, well, what if we could replace that with bone broth and make it even more nutritious? And one of the other things I really wanted to do was to make a pouch that was appropriate for an older baby, a toddler type baby that had tasted like the sweet nectar of real food with salt and spices and all of these fun, you know, tastes and really make it taste super awesome. So we've used herbs and spices and a little bit of pink Himalayan sea salt and bone broth mixed also with our meat and veggies, right? Because a a squeezy pouch of bone broth would be a giant mess for any parent and they'd be really mad that we've got (laughs) bone broth all over their house and their clothes and their rugs and their car, you know, wherever you feed babies pouches. So those were a long time coming and really they're my favorite products. I love them. I think the taste is awesome. Like that, the turkey bolognese pouch, you can just squeeze that right on top of pasta and there your dinner is. I mean, how fast is that? right? Super nutrient dense option. And I, I just think they're super awesome. It, it was also part of like, you know, Della's two yeah. now she's two and a half, but she was, you know, he's still eating pouches. She still liked the OG uh, flavors and we just, we wanted to keep them relevant for her palate. And 
Pat, we, we have parents tell us they feed pouches as old as four years old. You know, my six-year-old nephew eats our pouches all the time. You know, so it's like pouches are getting older and older snacks for kids. And of course, a lot of them are fruit purees. So it's like, how can we replace the sugary pouches, um, you know, with savory pouch that it tastes even better to a complex palate. So that was where the, you know, adding in the herbs and kind of coming up with these more dish-like flavors, you know, the, the three flavors are turmeric chicken, the turkey bolognese and the uh, beef pot roast. And so we use the same like pasteurized, regeneratively farmed uh, meats with the, with the great fats and veggie combos, plus plus functional herbs like turmeric, ginger, garlic, and and then the bone broth to create these really complex flavors, which are great for toddlers. There's no reason to wait to feed them to a, a six month old. You know, like they taste great to an infant too, and the bone broth has a lot more nutrition than the, than the other pouches. So we call them toddler pouches just because toddlers like them a lot, but you can use them, you know, as early as you want. I also remember learning when I was starting to feed Ezra that it's actually really good to give spices and seasonings on things from an early age. Like Ez can yeah. eat like spicy lamb meatballs that like set my mouth on fire mm-hmm. and he's like going ham on them. And maybe it's because I've been putting black pepper and like random things on his sweet potato since he was like little. So it's also nice to introduce that like diverse flavor palette to, to kids at such a young age too. Right. And I love that one of them has mushrooms in it too, which I think is just like the coolest thing. Cause like you would never think to give mushrooms to your child, like voluntarily, which one flavor has the mushrooms in it? It's the beef pot roast. You know, I was really going for the umami flavor. And when we make it at the factory, when we, we made up the first test batches, you know, I don't know, a year ago, they said, this one smells like KFC's mashed potatoes and gravy. <laughs> and I was like, I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, like, I think so that that's a good thing. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, the herby taste, the mushrooms in there, I really wanted to start offering some more functional benefits. You know, the turmeric, the mushrooms, the greens, those in, you know, they are actually very nutrient dense. A lot of spices are really some of the most nutrient dense foods on the planet. We don't eat very much of them. You know, we eat little bits of cinnamon and little bits of turmeric and that's enough. I love them. That was like such an awesome innovation that you guys had this year. Thank you. Any products you could talk about that are kind of in the future horizon? Not quite. I guess it depends on when this is airing. (laughs) Depends when this airs. We should have asked that before. It'll be like early February. In a couple weeks. February. We have a product launching on February 17th. Okay. Well, people have to stay tuned. I'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So it's but I will amazing tell you, new product. Yeah. You want to talk about it? It is. I, it might be my new favorite product, like after the bone broths, right? So <laughs> what we're really wanting to do is to expand the format. So if you go to the baby food aisle and look at all the different formats on there, we're wanting to be present in some, in all of the major categories. So this one is for a slightly older baby. I'll tell you that much. And it's a different format. It's not a pouch. So it's our first adventure into a different manufacturer and totally different form factor. I'm going up to next week to the Midwest <laughs> to, to be Finalized. participate in the yeah. final run. And I am so excited. I can't wait to get you guys some. I can't wait to see what Ezra thinks. Yeah. 
I will tell you they they have bone broth and one of them has mushrooms, so you're gonna mm-hmm. extra like those. Yeah. Ezra's actually never had the like original type of product that they were inspired by because every time I looked at a package, I'm like over yeah. my dead body. <laughs> um, but like a lot of birthday parties when he would go to the party, the the parents would hand them out, which is like actually a really good idea. Like the whatever that comes in, they would hand them out like with the goodie bags, and I thought that was awesome. And like I'm like I can't wait for him to try something like this. I'll definitely obviously share them when they, when they come out soon. Yeah. And we'll have more pouches next year too. So we're always expanding the, the pouches this year. Now I keep saying next year, 2021 It's already 2021. So we'll have more pouches too. We're expanding the the veggie line this summer. Some more veggies are coming out and then some more meats, um, you know, later in the year. So like, you know, lots, lots of stuff all the time. We want to continue to grow the brand with Della. So as she grows, we want to continue to make toddler foods and then children's foods and eventually be a leading children's food brand. You know, really, like Cerny said, nutrient dense foods that taste great to kids and are convenient for parents. And nobody's really doing all three of those together. And we want to have a whole line of, of, of children and family, family products that, that match that. Well, at the trajectory that you guys are at, you will definitely accomplish that. You're becoming like one of like the most awesome brands in this space. What do you think, like, what do you attribute to that? Like all of your amazing growth in the last couple of years? Because you launched two years ago. Like this is not, this is like a Mm -hmm. new product. And you guys really are, from my perspective, exploding over the last, I would say year plus, which is why I like cold called, emailed Joe being like, how can I get involved in this? Like. I remember even asking when I first spoke to one of your employees, Kristen, when Ezra was first born, I'm like, how do I get involved? Like, I like, this is going to be such an awesome, awesome brand. Yeah, I think what it is, it's a, it was a miss for big food. So the, some of the big food companies are not in tune with millennial parents. And every time we would tell someone what our product was, they were shocked that it didn't already exist, much like we were shocked that it didn't already exist, right? I thought surely someone was making a baby food that would be aligned with our nutrition values, and they just weren't. And I think part of it is their big food is risk averse. You know, they're not willing to challenge ideas about, think about it, double the cost of a product. Who, what, what big food company would have said yes to that pr- idea? They still haven't. We keep thinking any day they're going to copy us. Someone's going to put something out and they're just not, at least not yet. You know, I mean, we, you know, to tell the truth, we would love for more baby foods like ours to be on the aisle. We would love for more parents to be feeding their babies more nutrient dense, higher protein, higher fat options. I mean, that's, that's why we got into this business. It's for the babies. Like when things get bad and we are dealing with problems over here in the business, I just remember the babies. In fact, my, um, our office manager, we were having, I was having a really tough week a couple months ago. And I said, I just want to be able to look up from my computer and see babies. And she went to Instagram and printed out like 16 little pictures of babies eating our foods and put them in front of my desk. So now when I look up, I just see all these little babies and, and I, and like my heart can remember, oh yeah, I'm in this because it's hard. Because it's disruptive, because it's changing the world. And I've changed, I mean, we've changed the world for thousands of babies already and many, many more to come. And it really makes it all worthwhile. No, it's beautiful. I mean, I don't, I don't think that larger brands are going to copy, copy what you're doing because they don't have the like 
at least from my perspective, just from seeing other brands, if anything, they're just going to want to be a part of what you're doing as opposed to copying it because you've already like found the sweet spot on how to do it. So it's hard. I mean, it's really hard. We know now why no one was doing it. It took us like, like, it's really hard. Now I have to ask, what is it like working with your husband and wife? Like, like you stole my question. We would kill. Oh, really? (laughs) You can ask him. (laughs) It's my favorite thing. You, you start. When people say like, you know, how is it running your own business? I'm like, well, I get to work with my wife, you know, like, it's awesome. Like, you know, um, she's great. She's best friend. Like we have a strong partnership. We have a, the, the balance that makes any marriage work. Like the ways we're different is also like the things that make the business work. You know, she's really analytical and cautious and careful and organized, thorough, thorough you know, very takes, takes her time. And I'm very like fast and, and creative and visionary and like, you know, very, commu- you know, more communicative. And so, you know, between the two of us, we like, you know, round that out. He runs sales and marketing. I run ops and finance mm-hmm. and HR in the back office. And so those differences are key, but it also leads to conflict, right? I, I often say like the speed of the business is too fast for her and too slow for me, right? So we kind of meet in the middle there, but without the relationship, without the commitment to staying connected through the conflict there you know, would be my last business failed because of a bad partnership. Like I had the equivalent of serenity. She was very cautious, very careful, very organized, but like, you know, we didn't have the foundation of love to get through those times. when I'm like, why are you taking so long? We got to keep going. And she's like, why are you making that stuff without making a plan? You know, like we just like fought all the time. And so it's not like Serena and I don't fight about stuff. Of course we do. We just have that, that foundation, but it's definitely hard. We have to set a lot of boundaries around, you know, talking about the business we have, you know, we, we we're allowed to talk about the com- the business in the car on the way to date night. But once we get out of the car for date night, we're not allowed to talk about the business, you know? So it's like, if there's final things we just got to say before we get to dinner or whatever, we, we let ourselves do that. We, we try really hard not to talk about the business in bed. We succeed about 10% of the time, but we at least say more than any that. of us either of us can at any point be like, Hey, we're in bed. No, we're talking about the business. You know, like we have like good, you know, figure out how to have boundaries around that. And we, we really got a lot of help. So one of the things that we did really early on before we had a product launched, we hired a coach and Mm -hmm. having someone who loves us both, who is from the outside, who can say, I think you might be, you know, be being a martyr here, Serenity. Can you check yourself, (laughs) you know, or Joe, like you're not really listening to her express her feelings. Like how do we make these conversations stuff? And in fact, I just wrote yesterday, it's going to be a blog article that comes out later, but I wrote about, I'm really into Brene Brown right now. Her dare to lead book is blowing my mind. And like Joe said, you know, having, having two very different mindsets and goals. You know, Joe wants to get for, be first to market. I want to have good margins. You know, those are conflicting goals in a business seemingly, but really what you're just trying to do is you're trying to find the sweet spot where it's fast enough and also high enough margin, right? You know, where the goals are balanced and find that sweet spot and our willingness to what Brene calls rumble and have those difficult conversations about product launches, about what innovations we're going to come out with, about how to build our team, whether to hire consultants or hire internally, you know, all of these conversations, they take a long time, 
So allotting time and space for all that to happen is um, one of the things that we've done pretty well. It's a good framework for raising our daughter. You know, the fact that we'd started the company before we had Della, we sort of had a lot of these processes for how to deal with it because it all comes up in raising her. I want to let her climb on whatever and take lots of risks and Serenity would have her in like, you know, padded clothing with a helmet (laughs) all the time. Right. And so it's like, we just kind of finding negotiate, constant negotiation of those balances, uh, you know, in raising a baby as well. You sound like the, the yin and yang that, that we are, except we're, we're opposite where I'm definitely Joe. Um, <laughs> and I, Ezra will be like by himself in a quarter and he'll be like sitting there staring at him. Like he's sitting in the corner, like playing with himself and leave him alone. Like, like let him breathe. <laughs> like he's fine. Like, and like, even from a, business perspective for me from the second every idea that I've ever had Jordan's always like well let's like take a step back and like figure out like no, no I'm like doing it tomorrow when I start when I start the podcast my mom Jordan like my best friend they're all like why don't we just like take a step back see if it's something you should do I'm like I already ordered everything on Amazon we're set we're ready ready to rock I think it's important it's a good to have that like the yin to your yang because if you both were like so like you know had the same strength and had the same weaknesses like you wouldn't be growing this amazing brand that you would be because you'd be fighting so much just over, like over like the same things well a lot of po- couples are working together these days so you guys must be on to something yeah we always joke that app like if there's a post serenity kids life for us that we're going to start a um, couples who work together support group <laughs> Because we're pretty good at it now. And we we do meet, you know, in the business, we meet a lot of couples that work together. They're like, oh, sign us up, sign us up. We want, we want to participate <laughs> it's hard. in that. It's hard. Yeah. I nice you guys had that coach as like a third party, like help in the beginning. Because like, I mean, I've openly talked about it on Instagram. Like we recently started like couples therapy. Like we have a second kid on the way. Like I'd awesome. rather have like that sounding board because it's important. And I think, you know, this day and age, like everyone talks to someone. So it's like, why not do it together? Um, and strengthen your relationship. Yeah, it's it's like you said, it's also super helpful to have someone who's sort of like on the outside looking in because they're not going to be biased and they're going to, you know, take what each person says and then, you know, kind of, like you said, coach you through how to go through some of those things. And like, and I mean, for Rachel and I, definitely raising a kid was, was we were successful at it, but you learn so many things about one another and you're making these decisions on no sleep and pretty cranky a lot of the times and mm-hmm. it's super helpful. Yeah. One of my rules was if, if we fight about the same thing more than twice that we seek some kind of outside help, whether it's a coach or a friend or, you know, a therapist or whatever, that's like, we don't having the same fight over and over. It is just, it's just ridiculous. Cause so, so we, it, it works. We get help and we make a plan. We solve the thing and we don't fight about that. We fight about new things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Cause it's a fresh and hot new topic to talk right. about. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the same what are your guys thoughts on like the big like, immigration to Austin right now? I feel like everyone I know is selling their home and moving to Austin. <laughs> and I, said to Jordan a year ago, I wanted to look in Austin to move and he won't leave his mom. And I'm like, we don't see her every day. Like we see Bring her, her with you. Like, Welcome. Come, you know, more the merrier. I mean, there's a lot of room down here. It's an amazing place. Austin is, you know, the progressive, uh, open-minded funness of kind of a liberal city with Texas laws. 
So it's like the kind of cowboy, you know, no, lots of freedom, no state income tax. You know, here, I don't know, people who come to, during COVID, I mean, nothing's closed. I mean, it's like normal life out there. People wear masks and there's distancing and hygiene, but it's like everything's open. Restaurants are open. You know, everything's like it's normal life down here because we're not as afraid and people are just a little more cavalier. And we really appreciate that. Um, it's beautiful. There's nature in every, every direction you go. There's woods and nature, you know, trails all through the city. And uh, it's, a, it's a great place to be. So come yeah, on I down. Agree. Mm-hmm. Where are you guys from, Texas? Neither of us. Mm-hmm. I'm from, well, I was an army brat till I was nine. So my parents are from Kentucky and Georgia. So I'm so, sort of Southern. And then Joe's from Kansas City, Missouri. Oh my gosh. So what made you guys, were you in Austin? Did you move to Austin together? Or did you meet in Austin? We met in Austin. I moved here because my, one of my sisters had lived here for about 10 years and she had one baby and one and another on the way. And I kept kind of visiting a lot. You know, I'd visit on my breaks and I was in grad school. I'd visit on spring break and all these things. And I was like, you know, I think I just want to move there. And so at the day after I graduated with my master's, I drove this huge U-Haul truck, towed my car behind it from Ohio to Austin. It was 55 degrees when I left Ohio and it was 105 degrees when I got to Austin. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. The heat, you know, it can be challenging in August and September, but for me, like I prefer the heat to the cold. So yeah, I was working in youth services at the time and just kind of maxed out what I could do in the kind of Kansas city area. And so I got a job at a youth nonprofit in Austin over the phone in 2008. And moved down here for that and been here ever since. Um, one day. I have to take Jordan there. He has yeah, never been to Austin. Right. Come visit. I've never been. Oh, oh we'll cook well, you that's dinner. Why. Yeah, bring your mom. Nice. Both of his trips got canceled yeah. because oh, the oh. first time I was pregnant with Ezra and we were supposed to go down and I was like so pregnant. Yeah, you flew. were like seven months pregnant? <laughs> I was gonna, yeah, and I flew to Palm Springs when I was five months pregnant and I was like, I'm not sitting on the plane for four hours. I flew to Florida because it's like two and a half, like that's manageable, but I we canceled. And then my book tour was supposed to be in one of the months, I think April or March. And then obviously with COVID, it was canceled. Um, so both of his trips, we'll go Monday with her, yeah, with yeah. our boy. Yeah. Has COVID influenced the business at all in terms of parents being with their kids more? Like, you know, for me, you know, I used to leave our house around 6 a.m. and get home at 9 p.m. So I would see Ezra maybe in the morning and that was really it. And then on the weekends. So like I was so uh, far away from his like daily schedule and and food intake. I'm just curious how uh, how that's. Uh, affected you guys at all? Yeah, you know, the overall pouch baby food is way down because most parents uh, use the fruit pouches while on the road, while traveling, sending them to daycare, so forth. So with kids at home, they're they're buying fewer pouches. People are going less to the grocery store in general, right? They're making more food and so forth. Our sales are up. And the the theory is basically like, you know, if you have your kids at home, a, you need meal replacements more than you need fruity snacks because it's hard to cook all the meals. So the fact that ours work as an actual meal rather than just an in-between snack. But also, if you, if you have your kid at home, the last thing you want to do is pump them full of sugar. You actually have to deal with the consequences of that. Our you know, sister-in-law who worked at a daycare said if parents sent fruit pouches, they gave them to them at four o'clock. <laughs> they didn't give them to them during the day because they didn't want to have to deal with the sugar crush. They're like, well, we'll feed them at the end and let the parent deal with it. So it's the same thing. They like learn, don't give my kid fruit puree because they just go off the wall. 
So, you know, instead they've more and more switched to, to our products. So we've seen a big, um, you know, increase in sales overall, especially online as retail, you know, fewer and fewer, and fewer people go to the grocery. We saw huge growth in, in our online sales. And so we've been really trying to optimize that and a lot of growth in subscription as well. We make subscription really easy and it's the best deal if you want the best price for our products to subscribe on our website. It's 20% discount. Set it and forget it. You know, you can customize it as much as you want, cancel any time. But we've seen a lot of people take advantage of that. Hey, we actually just got our subscription yesterday. Mm, there you hey. go. And that's a lot of brands spin drift too, because like, you know, there's the brands that you just like go through so frequently that like, by the time it's like, okay, great, now it's place another order. And then you like place order and you need to wait so you don't have the product for five days. And like, just subscribe and the subscribe and save. It's just so much easier. Especially in the city setting where we're not usually using our car. So like tough to plug. Uh... I haven't driven a car in like eight months. So. <laughs> wow. Drive. Well, you have I'm me like driving around, so <laughs> <laughs> I have to go to Target later. I'm like, can you drive me to Target? Like Target's <laughs> grandmother. I, I hate driving so much. I'm the same way. I don't like driving. I drive so, Jill so around. Really <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yo, you sound like my somebody like literally like sole person of like the same type yeah. of person. Yeah. Like everyone drive me ever. My mom and Jordan drive me to the doctor's appointments because I won't drive myself. Yeah. For the gynecologist. I'm like, you stay in the car, but like I can't do this. <laughs> well you're you're growing the baby, so I'm I'm happy to uh thank you. Grab you. Thank you guys so so much for coming on and sharing your story. I'm so excited for everyone to listen to this. So if you could just tell everyone where they could find you and I'm gonna link to everything in the show notes as well as my code for 15% off of Serenity Kids and everything on your website. Mm-hmm. Yep, our website's myserenitykids.com. Uh, we're also on Amazon and Thrive Market. Just search Serenity Kids and pretty much all natural grocery stores. So National Whole Foods, National Sprouts, Natural Grocers, um, and then a lot of regional chains as well. So we have a store locator on our website if you want to look for retail stores um, or use the you know, Rachel Mansfield code on the website. And you can also get a lot of parenting and feeding tips on our Instagram and Facebook at My Serenity Kids. Thank you. Good job, Jordan. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks, Jordan.